this is the third episode and my focus will be on rural housing the UN states that rural housing programs cannot be effective where the majority of the poor are either landless land this is the third episode of my podcast under the topic integrating rural areas within urban municipalities to advance rural development my focus will be on housing um, with specific to rural areas the un states that rural housing programs cannot be effective where majority of the poor are either landless or having insecurity tenure. Therefore, the housing development is closely tied to land reform programs. Some of the factors that remains a challenge in terms of housing in rural areas is landless, landlessness, which translates to insecurity of tenure rights. The second one is excessive land fragmentation in rural areas leading to inefficient production by a large number of households. The third one is low income and low employment levels. In rural areas, most of the land is owned, it's privately owned or state owned. Therefore, a lot of people living there, they do not have right to tenure as a result people find themselves living in informal areas which could be as a result of living in a farm and over the years the population growing within that farm which result in that area translating into a squatter camp the second one is where there's an eviction where people have to be recycled the municipality in most cases they would relocate people in an informal set in an inf in an, in, a, in a land which is not proclaimed for development as a result there will be uh, an informal living the third one would be through land reform programs that emanates from um, Welcome to my podcast. My name is Tori Somasonganye. This is the third episode and the focus will be on rural housing and informal settlement. The UN states that rural shelter program cannot be effective where the majority of the poor are either landless or have insecure tenure. Therefore, the housing development is closely tied to land reform program. The main challenges in housing in rural areas are landlessness, which translates to insecure tenure right. The second one is excessive land fragmentation in rural areas leading to inefficient production by a large number of households. The third one is low income and unemployment levels. Welcome to my podcast. This is the third episode. Uh, my focus will be on rural housing. The UN states that rural, 
rural shelter program cannot be effective where the majority of the poor are either landless or have, have insecure tenure. Therefore, the housing development is closely tied to land reform programs. In the main, um, there are three factors that uh, lead to challenges in, in, in housing. Uh, land, 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 excessive land fragmentation in rural areas, and low income and employment. Um, I'll be talking to Adam Masongani, who is a practitioner in housing, just to get his views around how the municipalities are doing in terms of housing delivery. Welcome, Adam. Please introduce yourself and just a brief background of uh, your experience. Thank you very much, ma'am. Uh, my name is Adam Masongani, and uh, I am a development planner by, by training. I, I work as a development manager for for a development company we we build uh, houses across the spectrum from your poorest of the poor as they say uh, middle income and uh, and top end uh, housing thank you thank you rural housing is often characterized by location that is far from economic activities absence of bulk infrastructure poverty unemployment just to name the few and most of the population in rural areas um, are dependent on the state for survival through grants. In, in your experience, what is the current municipal planning? Um, what is the outlook of, of the, the current municipal planning in housing? Okay. I think since, since the advent of, of integrated development planning, and, and maybe if you if you want you can go as far back as uh, 1990 was it 96 95 when when the DFA was was uh, introduced I think that was the first piece of legislation that spoke about integrated development and uh, following that we saw the the systems act also very very vocal and and, and, and clear about about that then it was the advent of, of IDPs Municipalities have, have tended to to attempt to pull everything everything together, and by everything I mean uh, development in the in the sense of of, of civil services uh, and uh, social infrastructure, and uh, that would be in the form of schools, uh, clinics, and and uh, and all of that, and uh, to a limited extent. The, this, the, the economic activities, that, that tends to be something that municipalities haven't gotten a handle of, as in they, they don't seem to, to be able to influence where that goes. Oftentimes, it's, it's their planning following where, where private sector, if you like, is taking the development in that, in that direction. And that has led to your, your poor rural people uh, to bear the brand in most, in most instances, because oftentimes, the rurality of where they live is dependent on what private sector is saying, not what municipalities are, are, are doing in terms, of, in terms of their plans. If I can give you a case in point, you look at areas in, in, in Mukhali city where people lived very well in their rural setting and uh, what they needed was access to services. Remember the constitution does not guarantee 
the right to have access to the services only to the urban-based people. It talks to everyone in the, in, the, in, the, in the Republic. So therefore, even if you are in rural, it is incumbent upon the state to ensure that you access the services, you access this infrastructure. Now, th those haven't quite reached rural areas except in rudimentary reform, where they, they, they take water tanks there and, 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 and all of that. What happens in the case of Mohali to go back there, some developers would see an opportunity to put up a casino or a hospital. What do they do? They go in that area, they start removing people that are there and uh, because the land is, is well placed for a casino. Now a casino is established. Anything that was around or that is now around that casino, regardless of whether it was rural or not, is now developing. It's, it's urbanizing, if you, if you like. So, so the, 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 the rural, especially the rural poor, according to, to me, are still, or oh, they're pretty much on their own. It is up to, up to what, what private sector South Africa is, is doing. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, the reality is that given, given what you just said, maybe if I, I can come to their defense, isn't it because they do not have um, sufficient funding to drive those projects as compared to private sector? And um, maybe also compared to private sector, they do not have the capacity to carry such a, a mandate. Would you say, could that be the case or you still on that their planning is always following where development is going? I still say it's, it's, it's reactive planning. The issue of, 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 of funding, how many, how many funding sources do you have within government? And if you go to Rural Development National and, and uh, check what, what sort of... There is enough to, to, be, to be impactful. I think, I think it's really about municipalities' uh, reactive uh, uh, planning than, than, than it is about funding constraints. The other reality is that the population the, the population is growing in rural areas and that warrants development and development not only looking at housing but um, other sectors that would complement um, the housing component. Would you say municipalities are looking in that direction, taking into account that land is a problem within those areas? Well. They're supposed to, because municipalities are supposed to develop for, for the people that reside in their, in, within their areas of, of, of jurisdiction. But we must also just be mindful of, of people targeting rural areas because they are easily accessible. It's easy to get, to get accommodation there through farm worker means and, 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 and the growing informal settlements purely because they want to attract the municipality's attention for development. So the, 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 the easiness of, of accessing that, that land also tends to compound, to compound the problem. Are there instruments to assist um, with, house, with rural housing? What, 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 what advice would you give to a dominantly um, rural municipality which does not have funding, which does not have um, even the capacity what, what advice would you give as, 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 as a practitioner? There's, there's enough funding that gets returned to the kitty every year in terms of, of your, 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 your three spheres of, 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 of government. I would, I would advise such a municipality, now number one, to, 
to to be clear in terms of direction as to where they want to be do they want to retain the rural character of some of their areas or do they want everything to urbanize and from those bases then they should go out and start sourcing funding to decide whether they are they are they are urbanizing those rural areas or they're retaining the because if you're retaining character then it means you're going to be following a certain type of development and you become very robust about your approach and and you don't respond to informal settlement by building 500 houses or a thousand houses purely because there's informal settlement there you need you need to guide it as 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 government the example that you gave about Mohala City. Mohala City is, is, is mainly urban with, 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 with elements of rural. When you look at the area, do you see the distinction in terms of development to say this is where urban ends and this is where rural begins? Or in, 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 in the near future, it will be like it's urbanized? like we we urbanizing the whole area or would you say because of the activities that are happening on either ends it would we would have to reconsider development like if you if you if you take the case of of Mahali, the only areas where rural character has been maintained uh is is where people have the money to maintain that character and they don't have the pressures that uh, you, you you spoke about of 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 uh, Take for an example, where you've got people that practice commercial farming, they tend to provide accommodation for their workers. But in instances where people have, have abandoned land or they do shack farming, that's where you get the pressure of, 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 of urbanization because of, of, of the densities that you are, you are getting there. One thing that we must not shy away from is that rural areas will never accommodate the type of densities that we, mm. we see in urban areas. Mm. So once something becomes an informal settlement, and these people don't don't establish settlements uh, uh, haphazardly. They they strategically place them along, uh, you know, potential routes. They 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 understand development sometimes rather than the municipalities. These these uh, people that establish settlements. So those are under threat. And 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 like like you said, the Melters Drift of of, of Mohali City is under threat purely because they are allowing those settlements to grow. Rural development will only succeed. Oh, its success is linked to densities. Thank you, Tate Maswamani. Um, it's a wrap.